0: No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. This episode of the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast is brought to you by the Mech Tech Store. Hats, shirts, and more for Mech fans everywhere. www.mechtech.net forward slash forums forward slash store for more details. Also brought to you by the Sunder Junkie Sunder 2 Mission Play Server. MechWarrior4Mercs www.sunderjunkies.com for more information
1: Hey Mech Jock Are you training for MWO? Are you looking for something more than that same old team battle all the time? If so, then check out the Sunder 2 Mission Play server on MechMatch But hang on tight, big boy because you'll be going up against the most experienced pilots around Give it a try, you won't regret it Brought to you by the Sunder Junkies and the Mech Tech Mech Warrior 4 Mercs 3.1 free release. Tell them Nano Setcha.
0: You're listening to the GameCasting Broadcast Network. <laughs> Live from the Outreach Studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang.
2: Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware Podcast number 32. My name is Phil, and I'll be your host. It is June 7th, 2012, and my shout-out is going to go to Germany. I love your cars and your beer. Oh, and of course, happy birthday to Darren, you old man.
0: Thank you, sir. This is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil. My shout-outs today go to my family and to our international listeners. And Brandon, who do you
3: have tonight? Hello, my name is Brandon. I also go by Catrakel. And tonight, my shout goes to our good friend Mr. Boo and my good friend Belric. Awesome.
2: And Greg?
4: My shout outs are to whatever lucky guys registered the names Twilight Sparkle and Applejack and MWO. <laughs> well done, <laughs> Well done.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, you know that. I, I registered those early. I wanted to make sure
2: I got them. So they'll never be seen in the game, ever. <laughs> <laughs> And George, who do you have tonight?
1: My shout-out is going to go to the Pink Thunder into the Solaris Arena.
2: And I'm supposed to describe their
1: exquisite friendly fire techniques. Way to go, Pink Thunder. There you go.
2: All right. Awesome. And, of course, I'd like to welcome all of our new listeners. Thank you for your support. Hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show. And our live audience, of course, they're rolling deep again. And now, for the news.
1: And now for the news.
0: The No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3049. If you'd like to get a unit sponsorship or advertisement, go to our website, nogutsnogalaxy.net, donate any amount, and then send me an email. You can find my contact there, or just email bombadil at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Let me know what the message is that you want me to uh, say, and we'll get it up on our uh, next show. Also, regarding your unit, if you have a unit and you'd like to get a spot on our No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TS3 server, log on at any time, look up Phil, Alex, or myself, and we can get you set up with your own channel. Uh, If you don't have a unit and you just want to jump on and uh, hang out and talk to people, do that as well. It's a nice uh, hangout for all us Mech Warrior Battletech fans. This week, in our international listeners, we have... Canada slipping down one spot at number five. We have a new entry at number four, and this tripped me out: Lithuania. Litha, what? what? Mm-hmm. Lithuania. Nice. So welcome. And uh, number three falling one spot, Australia. Number two also falling a spot, Germany. And moving up two spots, new at number one, Japan. Ah, oh, gotta love those Asian women.
4: <laughs> Lithuania beating out Canada is very surprising tiny tiny country good for them is like and a hell
1: of a basketball team believe it or not
0: <laughs> maybe it's them <laughs> it's possible. all of them <laughs> if you have a community spotlight or you know anything that you've seen in the Battletech MechWarrior community that you think is noteworthy uh, go ahead and send us an email, spotlight at no guts, no And if it is, if we agree, then we'll cover it. All right. We have a local tabletop game that um, somebody that goes by the alias of frantic pride uh, is looking for more people to play in the Miami, Florida area. So if you're anywhere within driving distance of Miami, Florida, and you're looking for people to play the tabletop with, go ahead and email Uh, It's Mike at, his email address is djfrantic at gmail.com. So his name is Mike, email djfrantic at gmail.com. I'll have a link on the website when this goes up. And Mike is looking for more players, so if you're uh, into that, then go for it. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting TeamSpeak 3 equipment, software, prizes, etc. And right now, specifically, everything that we get is going towards uh, artwork, creating more artwork for the T-shirt line that we're doing. Next up on the uh, list, I believe, is the Marauder should be almost done. It was getting retooled a little bit for us. And then he's either onto the... I think it's the archer that he's doing next. So that is where the funding is going to go directly to shimmering sword and getting that archer created. So on top you know,
2: of this topic, uh, I just wanted to let our listeners know what's been going on uh, behind scenes. Um, we're actually about to do a few changes to the website to, I would say help you guys uh, support us. I know a lot of people have been asking about, um, reoccurring donations for uh per month and some other things Well, we're about to make that a lot easier for you guys out there and on top of this um getting the shirts up and uh getting those orders starting to go so be ready for those changes they're hitting the website soon and on top of that, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be creating a unit directory. Um, on this will be listed uh, what your unit is, and it'll be a direct uh, link to the website. And so we're going to be doing this for all units uh, out there. And with that, we're going to be talking to our web designer. And if you guys are in need, you'll have his services, and you can talk to him on the side. That's not through NGNG. That'll be through him. So uh, he, he'll he'll... I'm sure he'd be definitely interested to uh, all that. But anyways, we're gonna have that up on the site for you guys. Some services to you, and hopefully uh, get him a little bit of work and get you guys a really nice website because he does a lot of good stuff for us. So I know there's been a few people asking about who you know if anybody could do them a n- nice website, legit, not just some like uh, template they get off the you know the internet. So a- stay tuned. Oh, and uh, I know I mentioned this last week. I did promise a little bit of a, a a drinking, and that was next week. I think the fourteenth. Yes, yes, next week the fourteenth. We will all be drinking, or if you're not, well, you're wrong. So.
0: <laughs> so yeah, the next podcast is our drinking show.
4: Fabulous! I just happen to have some premium root beer made with real honey, <laughs> just for this.
0: I can't. Wait that... to he- I want to hear the end of the next week's show. Isn't that called mead? Uh, Ooh, I no, love no, I'm
4: purely non-alcoholic.
3: Uh-huh.
4: But it is absolutely decadent.
0: Well, get your beverages ready for next week.
1: I totally and... will. I've got some awesome cider I love. There you go. It's it's Dickens cider. Have you ever had that? It's really good.
4: All I right? have had Dickens cider.
1: Well, that's good to know, because there's nothing, nothing better like it. on it. Yeah, especially when you're all by yourself at night, you just want a Dickens cider.
0: I'll have wow! will that. Wow, yeah. When you're all <laughs> alone, there's nothing like a Dickens.
2: Book of the Month discussion. All right, last week we wrapped up. Now we're going to be covering the Warrior series On Guard by Michael A. Stackpole. Now we'll be covering this June 30th, and this is actually a really, really cool series of books we'll be going through. I actually, believe it or not, own this book, but I've never read it. I have read i believe the two next after this so um off the top of my head this actually comes from uh solaris arena this actually covers a lot of the justin allard um stuff that we we have talked about and we all know yen lo wang
0: and the rest Uh, so i know this this was a great great series um Stackpole is a wonderful author, and this particular series is just uh, phenomenal, in my opinion. Um, I know we probably say this about every book, that, you know, it's worth reading, but uh, this one is seriously uh, just a really good series, and anybody that hasn't read it should read it.
4: I also think it's, it marks sort of a transition between the original Grey Death novels kind of thing, and sort of the... More modern successor war clan invasion type story. I mean line.
2: Stackpole as, or Stackpole, uh, just his general type of writing. He tends yeah.
0: to cover more of the politics and the.
4: And I, I think it set the tone for other arcs and books that followed in a way that, I don't know, Decision of Thunder Rift, it was landmark, but if you just look at that and then read, say, oh. I don't well really any of the novels that came after Warrior Trilogy. You can definitely notice the difference.
2: Yeah, most definitely. And like I said, I've read the two after this one, but I haven't read this specific novel. Um, I actually had to go back and buy a lot Anyways,
4: you mean you read parts two and three without reading part one?
2: Well, remember some of these I'd read in high school. You know, I didn't. I wasn't as. Hey, man. I'm just saying. And now, Mech of the Week, lock and load. It's not just filler,
0: it's all killer. And now, this week's Mech of the Week.
2: Now, you guys voted, and it just so happened it's like my favorite damn mech of all time, the Centurion. I mean, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the CN9-A. Now, for those who don't know, the Centurion Man, it just has, has a special place in my heart. It's a very humanesque. esque uh, I mean, it looks basically... Humanoid. Yeah, well, human-esque because obviously it's a mech, but it has that uh, Roman sort of Greek helmet going on. Anyways, it's a medium Mac, 50 tons, its speed is 64.8 km an hour. So, on top of that, it's got a pretty, um, pretty heavy firepower. An AC-10, two medium lasers, and an LRM-10. Now, one of those medium lasers is facing to the rear in the tabletop. It's sort of useful. Some things for you was introduced in 2801 and it was originally designed to actually complement a uh, trebuchet the fire support battle mech missiles and whatnot so first off before we get into more details we already know what uh, the original tro concept we know what it's it's used for in the you know game so far but have you guys used this really in the tabletop
0: Mm, i have not
4: i've used the center in the tabletop yeah of course tabletop or
0: mega mech both
4: I actually kind of like the Enforcer a little better.
2: Well, we're not talking about the Enforcer. We're talking about the Century. Well,
4: i just
0: saying. Blackboard. Well, what about you? Your, <laughs> your opinion
1: is not interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, fellas? It's, it's one of your favorite mechs. Have you used it in uh, Mega Mac?
2: Yes. Yes, I have. And actually, to be honest, um, as far as like uh, in the tabletop, I've used it. And I've also used AC-20 variant. Obviously, commonly referred to as Lo, you know, yellow Wang. Um, but... The one thing I like about it is it has a good amount of punch from close to medium range and then it has the LRM ten to reach out. I just think it's you know, awesome looking. And obviously we know, you know, uh, FD redid it for MWO and we all know the ones in the past. And the one thing that I always thought was interesting is we saw it in Mech two, like mercenaries, but then we never really saw it until what was it, um, MechWarrior 4, Pirate's Moon, or hold on, no, MechWarrior 3, there. Pirate's Moon. Um, we never saw it until then, and then uh, we never saw it in MechWarrior 4, at least maybe in the mech tech expansions, but I never played that, so.
3: I really enjoyed using it a lot in uh, MechCommander Gold, that was one of my favorite mechs to pick.
2: Yeah, I'm actually going through the MechCommander Gold expansion, and I'm using nothing but Centurions. <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> mech. It is a little slow, so that's one of the uh, cons about it. Uh, you know, 64 kph for a medium, you'd expect maybe... Uh, I, I, I mean, it's a little bit faster than some of the assaults, so... No jump jets, though, either, on this, uh, this variant. Yeah. Um, obviously, some pilots that everyone knows. Uh, Justin Allard. Obviously, we were... And we'll be covering his accolades in the next novel uh his son kai allard Liao, um he is given his mech and then actually it gets a few upgrades from uh, the prince victor himself and which they include um, some experimental uh, mask and uh, with that a gauss rifle and some electronics gear It it was pretty cool
0: of course, the most uh, famous variant was the original Yenlo Wing, Wang, uh, which was made famous in arena matches on Solaris. And uh, basically, that loadout drops the LRM to upgrade to an AC-20, uh, adds three tons of ammunition, and a hatchet to the left arm. I would say it's a
2: very versatile mech. That was the, one of the things I loved it in Mech Commander, I loved it in Mech Warrior it's just it's sort of like the workhorse and that's what it's known for you know just
3: just it's got a good amount of armor would you be interested in seeing screenshots soon say of it in game or i i would lh just in my pants but yes
1: i don't want to see that
2: (laughs) (laughs) whatever man Anyways, it's great mech, good price too, um, and obviously you could probably include it in a campaign or whatnot to availability, who's making it, where it's at. It would definitely be uh, you know you want to see as many in, in you know uh, the combine and, and the FRR, but you know just uh, one of those things. Check it out if you haven't. Obviously, like uh, Greg said, there's other alternatives, but teach his own, and with all these mechs too, you can always make a campaign where the mech, and specifically those variants as well, the availability of those. So just, just keep that in mind when you're uh, designing a campaign. One so I thing for sure. important
4: thing for it as a campaign is that, like you said, that price tag, it is super cheap. You can field a lot of these with lots of replacements, which is, I call them line mechs. They're nice, solid, hard-hitting mediums and heavies that are cheap. That you can get tons of, and they are very flexible, so you can put lots of pilots in them and be ready for anything.
0: And it's extremely popular. So many people love the Centurion.
2: All right, moving on to the community questions. First, we've got George Ledoux. And he says, my Excuse friend... You? Yeah, screw that guy. You know, what is he what is he talking about? He says, David White is a long-time professional mech artist, possible guest for a future show. And that's actually uh, one of the things I took note of throughout the week, George, was, uh, and I'll get the, his contact info from you after the show possibly get him on here so and on that note as well um darren is working on getting the flying debris interview and i was under the impression it was just text and
0: it's actually a
2: a voice recording so you guys actually get to get some info
0: directly the yeah, ears. the reason that was delayed is because it was recorded on Skype, and Skype is, I I just hated it for recording. It basically recorded one person on one far left side and the other person on the far right, so I needed to figure out how to turn it into mono, and I got the assistance to do that, so it will be up within the next couple days. Yeah, and unfortunately it was Alex
2: who gave you the info, so now you owe
0: him. Yeah, yeah you hey, never want to owe
2: Scott.
1: Darren, if you ever need info on audio stuff, you don't have to go through the whole time you Know change thing with Alex, just contact me, okay, dude. Give, 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 like give
0: George know something <laughs>
2: about that, wouldn't you? Give George a ring, you know. You've got him on speed dial, anyways. All, All right, George, you're on my list.
1: Uh, anytime, I'm, I'm here for you. Thank
2: Moving you. on to Josh Davion, what are your favorite play styles? Do you like to get up on the enemy and go berserk? Do you like hanging back and playing it from far range? Are you mid range? Or are you specifically into any particular weapons? And then into that, what are your plans for MWO? Hmm. Um, I guess let's answer this from each other's perspective. Uh, Darren, what type of you know player
0: am I? <laughs> well, I don't want you saying what kind of player I am. But uh, I would say you're definitely a mid-range. Um, you'll do the drive-by stuff you know you like the fat i mean your speed you're you're a speedaholic you like to be in and out hit and run don't let people hit you but you do damage to them when they're not looking
2: i hear you and i would say you're sort of the contrary you you like uh salt mechs, uh heavies you want the firepower and you like the armor you're not necessarily concerned with speed and it's sort of an attrition i'm gonna kill you before you kill me i think that's pretty pretty accurate
0: yeah i'm 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 kind of a line player, and oftentimes I'll be the first to go down because of that. And
2: uh, Greg, I haven't actually played you know, like any mech games a lot with you. Uh, I mean, what would you describe yourself as?
4: I'm sort of a mid-to-long-range player. I-, I like speed, I like maneuverability, but the way I like it is getting into a really interesting position on the map, firing off a couple heavy shots, and then getting out of there before people... Can really, return fire and then switching to another position and doing the same thing again.
2: But so really not like only things like um in, so in, uh... using tactics too.
4: Oh yeah, for sure. Like living legends, I like a AC twos and rotary ACs. So I can just pelt people from really far away and then just like duck out and then go to another position where they don't think they can get hit from and shred them a little bit more. I love Gauss rifles. I love. Uh, ER large lasers.
3: Long walks on the beach.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: And what
3: about you, Brandon? Depends what I'm feeling for the day. Someday, well, if we're talking Living Legends, or if we're talking Mech 4 or anything like that, I always enjoyed going the light mechs and getting up in personal with the big heavy mechs. Like I, I said before, with playing with Belric, taking the Cougar and the Raven and going against uh, an Atlas. But uh, I, I also like being mid-range fighter and a scrapper as well but tending to hang back a little bit more.
2: And George, you haven't played... I mean, have you played really any mech games at all or more in-depth?
1: I played, I actually did play with a group uh, for a while until I basically wanted to stop embarrassing them. So, But I always like the, uh, the, big, the big, big mechs because, well, you know, it's a... It's a compensation thing, but anyway, you know, I was like the big max because it was like hey, it's time to roll with the big mechs, You know, if you can't roll with the big max, better stay in the dropship. You know that kind of thing. It was always fun. Oh,
0: you're definitely Lyran then. Now, what about Duncan Fisher? I do recall in MW4 he used to talk about what mechs he liked.
1: Yeah, Duncan, good old Duncan, liked the Uziol, and I'm not sure why, but he really did. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because it came with a wet bar. I could be wrong.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Phil, honestly, though, I mean, yes, you're right about my play style, but what I love the absolute most is strategic team play. That's my absolute favorite and strategies.
2: Yeah, and that's actually, I would say, our, our play style as a group. We have played uh, extensively in MWL, and when we hit the unit-to-unit play, we yeah, yeah, um, we are actually known for taking basically medium X hitting hard and getting away. Basically, we didn't annoy the crap out of some people because we would, you know, pop up on a ridge, hit, fade, and come out on the other side of you. And, you know, you basically chased us around. Um, so expect that in uh, MWO. But until then, we're holding our secrets. And our next question is Arden Sortek and he says, what is your favorite Battletech novel or series? I think we've, well, I've already mentioned it. Mine's The uh, Great Death Legion.
0: Darren? You know, I, I've said before, I think when we were doing the GDL series, that that's my favorite. Um, I definitely say it's at least tied for my favorite. But now that I'm thinking more and more about this Stack uh, Stackpole series, this one was really good too. Uh, so if they don't tie, then GDL. What about you, uh, Brennan?
3: Me? I'm going to have to go with uh, Ghost War. No, um, probably, I'm going to have to go, with, say, the Blood of Krinsky Trilogy.
2: Ooh, nice. What about you, Greg?
4: If I had to pick a, one of the arcs, it'd be Blood of Krensky. If I had to pick a single book, it'd be Illusions of Victory. Another stack full.
2: All right, and, and uh, George, have you uh, read many of the novels or at all? The
1: only one I have read, and I'm sorry, is Illusions of Victory, <laughs> um, because that was yeah, that was the one that had to do with uh, Solaris at the time, and yeah, that's not the best one to start with. I can I can tell you that. <laughs> <It's all laughs> right. Confuse the uh-huh. hell out of you.
2: So our next question is Masquerade, and he says, "What is your guy's idea of the perfect lancer star? What role would this lance fill, and what would it excel in? and What are?" The- Possible weaknesses. And it's funny, we actually sort of. Um, I don't know, I sort of been queuing the, the community and the live audience on Facebook. Darren, do you want to go with, I already know what
0: your perfect no, lance I is. No, I know, yeah. Tell me what my perfect lance is. You got to know this. I've only said it. I mean,
2: it's it's only, you know, the basically mechs we'll probably never see, the unseen. I mean, you got the Warhammer, Rifleman, Archer, and then uh, Marauder. So. And that is it. That is the perfect lance. Uh, what about you, Greg? Perfect would lance. You, would you go IS, would you go lance, or would you go a star?
4: Well, he said he said lance specifically, so I'm going to take that as IS only. Well, he said with... lance or star. Oh, man. It's got to make it harder. Well, I'm a so I'd probably go with a star. Maybe... Um, Medcat 2, 2 Summoners... Uh, Kit Fox, Puma. Cool Not all I do.
2: Okay. And what about you, uh, Brandon?
3: Uh, hmm. Lands I'd probably make a command lance would be my operations, and I always felt the command lands should be something between a, uh, medium, heavy-ish range, because they need to move around the battlefield quickly, and do a lot of dishing out. So my first mech me- pick would be the Orion, My second one would be the Dervish, third one Centurion, fourth one Trebuchet.
2: Nice, a lot of missile firepower there. And mine, I would probably, if I was to go Lance, um, it would have to, I would say it would be a a mixture between some fast heavies, possibly, you know, like the Grasshopper, very maneuverable, a lot of energy weapons, mix it up with, um, I would say, you know, one heavy hitter, like a, a Hunchback of some sort. I don't know. A lot of jump jets, a lot of speed. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to like look at specifics. But I'll, I'll do some research. Maybe I'll, next time I'll answer that a little bit better. Or I just take a star of um, Shadow Seas. I'm just saying
0: that'll work too. Those are good days.
2: <laughs> they were good days. Our next question is Fallon uh, Ward, and he says, "Well, he asks a lot of questions." And it's basically to the um, screenshots and the, the video of the Mech Lab. And he was taking some um, some information he saw on there as the, what they say, MechWarrior credits. And how much that would translate into, like, you know, one MC is equivalent to how much US dollars or whatnot. And so his question is this, does it sound reasonable sum of money to pay to purchase the mechs to you guys? If not, what would you figure to pay to purchase these mechs? And he was saying to the effect of like the Jenner would be five hundred MC at the time and it was like five bucks. Um to be honest, uh I think it's too early to say. I don't think uh anything in the mech lab or videos is a um, it's too early. Uh, all that's going to change. Um, you know the beta is going on right now. Um, as I would say as the development side of things, I would say what we see in screenshots right now in a week, I would say even in half a week, those have probably changed. So. What, um, uh, what
3: would you be willing to pay, though?
2: Well, well I'm, I'm not paying for anything. I'm going to be <laughs> getting them, and then I might have some, you know, my monthly subscription... And every once in a while but I'm gonna be earning them. I'm gonna fight and earn my own dMC bills just saying <laughs> and Phil I can you know, this,
1: is, this ain't the streets of some you know back mid mideastern town you know this is you no know, instead like the old days when you were at the surface I'm not paying for that
2: well I'm just saying like uh, that's how I feel like I'll pay for a game and I'll support it but I want to earn my key you know I I don't want to go out there and have to to buy a mech like I feel like that's that should be a part of the game you know like you work your way up if you're a Merc group
3: and what, what about us? Uh, just hypothetically speaking then what would you be willing to pay if you were going to pay for a mech then
0: in world of tanks I can say exactly what I have paid for which was a low a KV5 and a type 59 so I'm obviously willing to dish out the bucks for tanks that I want not but that doesn't mean that I'm unwilling to work for mechs that I want too I had you know 40 tanks in my garage so only 3 of them were purchased um, I'm willing to put out as much money as it takes to get what i want i mean um you know those tanks are on world of uh, tanks are 50 bucks plus or minus maybe some well when on sale, they said to they said
2: all mechs And you know, here's the thing all mechs are going to be available to everyone uh, you gotta you know build experience or whatnot and basically when you unlock ranks and they'll become available to you me on the other hand I see it more of the chance of them releasing variants, like we've talked about. I wouldn't mind getting a special variant every once in a while, but I'm not gonna uh, purchase a mech. I mean, all you have to do is put a little bit of time and effort, and you're gonna get there anyway. Hey, uh, oh, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna insert here breaking news: uh, Mech Warrior Online won uh, GameSpy's Best of E3 2012. Yeah! Hooray. That's pretty fucking awesome.
1: That certainly holds well. That's great. That's very good.
2: And for those who haven't been following what's been going on, the guys at E3 who have been playing at the Razer booth uh, using the new, and we'll be talking about this in a minute, um, the, the new setup for joystick and all that, have been basically fighting those who have been playing the beta. So it's been sort of, uh, from what I hear, an interesting uh, mix-up going on. Uh, But to move on, um, like I said, I think it's too early to tell. What I would feel comfortable with, I think a few dollars here or there wouldn't be crazy. I'm really hesitant to see any prices go over, like, 10 bucks. Like, I feel like that would be stretching it, especially with variants. I think it would be one of those things of, you know, milk the community, yeah, for what it's worth, but don't, like, plunge, you know, rape us behind the scenes. I mean, you know, like... I don't know. Uh, Maybe there should be a poll. Like, what what do they think is, like... I don't know. Maybe put it out to the community. What is the community worth, you know?
0: I do need to interject again. Breaking news. (laughs) They're a nominee for Best of E3 2012. So, uh, we hope they win. right, guys. We're going to move on to live students' questions. If you
2: have a question, go ahead and type it. Um, Alex, if you can let us know who it's going to be. The first one I've got is Vigilance. And vigilance, you want to unmute your mic and ask the question.
5: Yeah, um, I got a question about um, when
2: you're like the game where you take it over planets and stuff, uh, kind of similar to Chromecast, um,
5: What's going to be like the deciding factor of how you take the planet over, or, or what?
0: It's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't think there's been any definitive answers yet, but I'm sure that that will be, you know, within the contract, there'll be certain objectives or a certain amount of wins or something that determines that. um, The planetary.
2: Go ahead. They did say early on that as of right now at the game release, a planet would be one battle and then it would trade hands. And I think eventually they said what they would like to do is have it a multi-stage battle. So therefore, you know, I'm attacking Planet X, Planet X would have, you know, defenders and attackers, and it would be a stage of battles. Like, you'd have to win X amount. And I think World of Tanks went to that sort of like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not just one, right? It, it's multiples. And I think that just adds a little bit more of um, depth and especially when you think of, and I think this would be really cool, and I think a lot of units want the logistical aspect, they want to plan and and, and do practice rounds and training, is if you're the defender, you have X amount of mechs when you click go, and the attacker has X, X amount of mechs. So imagine now that you throw in the cheap stuff as a defender first to sort of see what their strength is and then you sort of get an idea. So instead of throwing out all your best mechs at the first round and getting them taken out, maybe throw in, you know, the the least expensive stuff just to store a test. And anyways, you can start to see where Deception would go on in
0: strategic gameplay.
3: Well, I mean, that's almost like with the uh, dropship game type as well, so you never know.
0: Yeah, for me, as always, the more com- complex it is, the happier I am. Um, I understand that there will be differences between you know, between release and what is uh, then added on later down the road. So, um, you know, whatever they got to do to get the game out and the ball rolling, it's cool. Um, but definitely, I would love to see more complexity added to that process down the line. And 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 with that, on as well as I hope the devs actually
2: listen to the hardcore. And because when you think of planetary, it's going to be your your merc groups. It's going to be you know eventually the clans, but it's going to be your hardcore players. You know, I mean with anything they're going to be training they're going to be literally taking overviews of the map and saying this is a good place this is a good place you know for this scenario we go here all the tactics and strategies and actually i remember mech warrior four there was a group that actually created a manual like i remember i have to find this and do some research but there was a strategic manual that was going around that was like really really in depth i'm talking about like um uh, Fields of fire, overlapping fields of fire, you know, um, pinch Situational points. Situational awareness. Uh, well, it, it had, had everything. I remember this, I mean, it was like hundreds of pages long.
4: So, I didn't see that.
2: You know, imagine the, the complexity. And so that just adds more to the competitiveness, more to the actual tactical and strategic gameplay. So,
4: and these, cust- these guys are going to be organized. There are probably going to be a lot of them. They're probably going to be the people, more than anyone else, that are evangelizing the game to people that don't play, trying to bring their friends in and stuff. And this is the hardcore fan constituency. And they're going to stick with the game. They're going to invest a lot of money into the game. So Karana would do well to not cater to them entirely, but you know, make sure that their voices are heard and that there are certain gameplay choices that reflect the kind of things that they want because they will reward them by opening up their wallets.
2: Now, as far as the planetary thing, you know, I think it's a great thing to talk about because we really don't know a whole lot or what their plans are. But the options are pretty much endless there. And then on top of this, another layer of thing to think about as far as the planetary is the overall picture of the inner sphere. You know, how will contracts? You know, they mentioned contracts. They mentioned possibly having players create the contracts when a... There's a lot of complexity and a lot of logistical things they can do. It's just possibly when they get to that point they'll address it. I think it'll be a bare bones thing when we get to it at first but it'll eventually um, uh, meet the uh, wants and needs of the player base. Alright, who's our next question? Who is it?
0: Magnus,
5: Ma- go
2: ahead
0: and unmute and ask your question.
5: Um, hey, Magnus. I guess my, my question is... Uh overall just dealing with not a problem the, the hey Magnus scenes. real quick where are you from first oh sorry uh Cocoa Cocoa Beach in Florida
2: alright I was just making sure oh you want to Lithuania. Like
5: dream
1: of genie land this is awesome <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah I want, yeah, I, I, want so from, well right now. I want somebody to say they're
0: from I want somebody to say they're from Lithuania
2: yeah okay well uh go ahead and shoot with your unseen question
5: yeah um yeah, basically just, uh, I, I understand the whole copyright issues and all that kind of stuff and how Catalyst um, has just tried to wash their hands of it. I know that, like, they were unseen and then they were re-seen and people freaked out about the re-scenes and then they decided, well, screw it, we'll just make them unseen again. But, like, it's just tragic to me that, you know, we, we can't fix this once and for all. I mean, isn't it just the images that are the issue?
0: Yeah, I, I can't even speak on this subject, honestly. <laughs> you want me to do it? All right,
2: so because of who I've talked to you in as far as throughout some of the uh, the devs here or there, basically what it comes down to is, it, you know, when, when MWO, I guarantee they're going to have these mechs in the game. I, I would almost guarantee it. Are they going to look exactly like the original TRO and or you know when we're talking about the unscenes we're talking about a lot of the macros robotech designs i mean you know the broader and all that um they're going to be different anyway i mean look at what fd's done with the mechs that we know and love they're going to be different so i think it's one of those things where it has to be like 30% or like 25 or something percent different than the original artwork which right off the bat he's going to be able to do you know from the beginning of you know his concept creation, in the
0: cockpit alone, there's probably going to be twenty five, thirty percent difference. Let alone yeah. the rest of the mech.
2: And you know when you when you really look at um, the unseen, in my opinion, they are iconic. You know every, but to someone who's new coming in, they don't give two shits what it looks like. They're just like, hey, this mech looks badass. It's got lasers, missiles, and ha ha ha. But for us, you know, people that have been following it. I think it would be nice to see those old, unseen redone. And they're going to be... I mean, look at what Shimmering Sword Anthony has done for, you know, the the t-shirt concept. Here, You look at it, you know it's a Warhammer. But it's definitely not any... I mean, it's definitely, like, nowhere close to the original TRO. So, I mean, Magnus, I mean, uh, you personally, would you... Are you one of those where you don't want to see any changes to the uh, original Tiro and you're like, uh, Oh No
5: way, no way. I, I'm all for, like, let's just make something happen. You know, if they got to change it, you know, to make it... It'd be nice if they... You know, obviously, you know, the Marauder should be, you know, two big guns on the arm, or, you know, one on each arm and, a, and some sort of gun over the shoulder kind of thing. It shouldn't be completely different. But, you know, as long as it still keeps the theme... Of the of the original designs, like you know, you know, whatever it takes. Basically, I will add. Sorry, just one more thing. The Shadowhawk. Can we please make it not look like Cobra Commander? You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> the face mask.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well, hey,
2: um, even those will have to be redone. To be honest, because of uh, the what is it the Dugrum. those are all um, Dugrum or Dugum or whatever forget that spelling of it but basically those were actually taken from that series as well uh, and those were actually quite a few um, you didn't just have just the Shadow Hawk there was a few other ones like the the locust Wolverine. and stuff yeah Wolverine locust uh, Shadow Hawk I want to say Battle even Master. Griffin Battlemaster so even even with FD I mean I don't think we're gonna have any issues they're gonna it's it's one of those things why would they release it right now i think if anything they'll release them in the near future so hopefully that answers your question
0: yeah, hopefully the, the unseen re-seen become forever seen and we don't have to have this discussion anymore it is a frustrating thing for the fans i mean i know i'm different because for me a lot of it is nostalgia the warhammer the warhammer prime the original artwork is pretty much the first mech i saw since it was on the box cover of the set i bought in 85 and so you know it all goes back to those days for me and i i love the unseen artwork but really uh, i think anything that uh, flying debris does is going to be something that i love and just get him into the damn game i agree i mean he made the cataphract
2: and the jenner and that, all those look awesome
0: says it all to me right there just what he did to the cataphract
2: he can redo any mech in my opinion now Alright guys, that's going to be it for the live questions. We've got to move on because we've got a lot to cover that has happened in the last uh, seven days. But Mechware Online, um, obviously they've been releasing the screenshots you know, regularly. One of the things that popped up last time was the um, Artemis um, you know, website countdown. No one really knew what the hell was going on. They were releasing updates on May 31st, the 1st, the 2nd, the 3rd. And then, it hit the bum, web. Bum, bum. So, if you guys didn't know, basically MWO had teamed up with uh, Razer, uh, and Razer's known for a lot of things: keyboards, mice, headsets, shaving, everything. And uh, bas- <laughs> yeah, and basically they came up with a new and improved setup for their mouse—or not mouse. Uh, sorry, joystick. Uh, custom joystick setup. Did Before I get into what the public thought, what did you guys think?
0: Did you like it? Um, I just finished spending hundreds of dollars upgrading my uh, equipment, um, so my first thought was, god damn it, I just spent hundreds of dollars upgrading and now I'm not going to be able to buy this thing.
3: What about you?
4: Geef, please.
3: <laughs> I really like it. That was my first thought. I think it looks pretty cool, and I want to see it actually in action in performance. And I would like to know a price.
2: Yeah, I definitely want to see it in action. Um, I do like the fact that instead of you having dual joysticks and the left one just having the you know rotation of the axis, you know all that, that it sort of set up the gaming. I mean, you've got the the you know WSD sort of on the left and the thumb button right there for the um, throttle um, and I think it's a unique thing and they're tying into you also have uh, the radar into our different setups they had the radar down there and your mech like damage indicator and I think that's smart because unless you're using the free look option or whatever like in the screenshots they're releasing you don't see like all the extra stuff in your cockpit and I think that would be a cool you know addition to having that I mean that's just me And uh, so apparently, um, and Brandon, you were following this, apparently there's a lot of, I guess, hate, you know, going around?
3: I guess you could call it that. I don't see why not, but... Why
2: why were people upset about the the screenshot and it came out and it was not like a mech or something? Is that what they were sort of... You know, what I'm mad about?
3: Uh, I suppose it was because it wasn't a Mac. They didn't get their beta invite, or everyone's still pending. I don't know. Everyone's just frustrated at everything.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of frustration. I think right now around getting into the closed beta, and that makes an already <clears throat> what I consider a very pissy uh, community. It makes them even more pissy to where you know you can put anything in front of them, they're going to fucking complain about it.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I mean, and they're not just concepts um by the way i believe if the pictures from e3 and mechware online that's actually what the the players are using uh, there is there any confirmation on that anybody else uh i believe it's there and because it, they're actually at the razor booth as well it's like a
0: razor mechware online um so there. here's my ultimate opinion on this as far as you know all the personal opinions aside, and I like it, don't like it, or whatever. The bottom line is, it's it's a partnership deal that's going to get them more players. It's going to get them more notice. It's, You know, like, my feeling, regardless of whether I can afford it, or I'm going to be able to get it, or whatever, is that it's going to, in the end, bring more players to the game, um, get more of a spotlight on PGI and what they're doing. And so, regardless of all of our individual pros or cons that's a good thing it's a good thing for everybody getting more people to the game it's more well, likely
2: to you and know, you know last what longer i think it's the majority actually like the idea and unfortunately you just got the select few that are just like you know la. i'm gonna complain or whatever but ultimately um as far as my um opinion like i said i like it i don't have a joystick right now so you know why wouldn't i get it um you know i think it'd be a cool thing if the price is right. Hey, if it adds another, you know, um, immersion level for me, why not get it, you know? And then on on top of that, it gives you a little bit more screen and right there for a little bit more of uh, information coming to you, right? So, yep. Yeah.
3: And I mean, I don't see where everyone's coming off saying they don't like Razor or anything like that. Like we've, if you paid attention to Razor's site slash Facebook, we've known for a bit that they've had a partnership with MWO somewhere down the line. We just didn't know what.
0: Yeah, and the bottom line is, you know, as far as, like, some people swear up and down Razer sucks every product they make, I've heard people say that they love Razer and they've had their product for years and have had no problems. So I think that's all kind of circumstantial. And, the you know, Razer allowed them to do a partnership deal. Maybe and they you know have done it with Logitech or something.
2: You know, it's another good thing, too, about um, a company working specifically with a game company as far as uh, hardware is all of your drivers – everything to do with the device is going to work like how it should you're not going to have any of those issues of you know uh, customizing it or getting it installed or working properly so um, anyways it looks awesome I'll probably get one and maybe maybe we might be able to get a few to give away I don't know um, huh. all in the audience out there huh, huh, and developers listening we're on that out there on it. we'll, we'll We will do it. All right. Um, Moving on to looking ahead of June, they also have um, more closed beta invites are going out, uh, screenshots of the week, fan-led developer Q&As, weekly reviews of progress, and, of course, the semi-monthly wallpaper. There's another tweet chat coming up. And also on June 19th, the founders goes on sale now for those who don't know what the founders is it's going to be like a ni- nice little package um and as soon as that goes are, are you guys gonna get one
3: of course
0: what about you absolutely 100 percent for sure all right how many people in the live
2: audience x up real quick you're gonna begin a founders package. All right, the extras are no. starting to
0: appear. While they're doing that, um, do we have any kind of tally on how many uh, beta invites have gone out? Is it somewhere around two, three thousand?
3: I think it's about three thousand now, maybe. Because I know there was the one thousand original, and then there was another five hundred, another five hundred, and then there was the sufi- surprise five hundred during E3, and then there was the one. I think I think we're sitting at about. A, 3,000
2: total. Yeah, I think it's 2 to 3K, and then on top of that, you never know, because they're not supposed to say, even if you're playing it right now, you can't say anything. So, playing something right now.
0: Whoa. Whoa. One-handed typing. Whoa. <laughs> All right, um, they've got a... Gotta stay
1: awake during the broadcast.
2: <laughs> uh facebook picture actually changed uh check it out it's actually pretty unique it's concept art for the different weapon systems and how those weapon systems will look different actually um i thought that was cool so expect that um and if you're probably playing the beta you get to see all this and we all hate you all that fun stuff as the devs like this though i i want
0: to see more of this <laughs> oh yeah totally
3: like, I remember when totally. the game first came out, and you totally, had all dude. the um, concept art from, like, for example, the, all the different Atlas heads and whatnot. I want to see more of that. You hear it, guys? They want to see more. So...
1: They want more head. Get it out there. <laughs> yeah.
2: I <laughs> love having George on the show. It's so fun. All right. as the Devs 5 is out. Um, so go ahead and get your info and questions up. Um...
3: Well, no. That's the Ask the Devs oh, is like, the, actually, This is the yeah, answers. Jeez, Phil. geez. Well, you
2: know, Somebody's a
0: little behind.
3: Someone should type it
2: correctly. Not in the. Anyways, um, here we go. Will jump jets be for all mechs or only for those that have at least one jump jet variant? And from Garth, he says only variants that have jump jets will be capable of them. This is done Yay. to keep variants varied, as unique as possible. So we're not going to have like, jump jetting atlases and crazy stuff happen. All right, next question is, will equipment and weapons we remove from a mech be held in our inventory for later use, or will they simply vanish? Any weapon, ammunition, heat sinks, etc., that you purchase and remove from your mech can be saved for later use. You can even be a cheapskate like me, and this is Garth, and use the same weapons in all of your mechs, just shuffling them around in between matches. Wow, Garth. No, thank you. That is cheap, Garth. Uh, another question is playing previous mechware titles and from what from what I understood of the pen and paper version as well which is battle tech by the way the game quickly degenerated into how many how quickly can you blow off one of the legs of a mech will the same tactic be effective in game for mechware online and uh, gross response is only when you play Russ it's <laughs> funny nice. um, seriously they're balancing tweaking and fixing and changing Constantly, with beta players going out, their feedback, um, they'll look and check out. And obviously, if you've never been in an actual beta a player, it, you're supposed to give a lot of feedback. So I'm sure it's like a constant you know, battle the developers are doing. They're currently legging works, but it's not better than coring. That means concentrating on the center torso or headshotting. So... I guess you can take your time legging someone, but they're still shooting your ass. So just...
0: now, uh, Phil in MWL, you were you were I would say a, a headshot specialist. Do you think that'll translate into MWL? I don't know. I'd have to play. I mean, to be honest, it'll depend
2: on how this weapon convergence system is going on. Like, I the the way I've always viewed it is the closer you are to someone, the easier it would be to you know aim for specific specific parts and especially with a convergent system, um how hard is it when running, you know, left and right? Is there a lot of cockpit shake, up and down movement, you know, like how hard did it is you know, that all that takes in place. With MWL, you didn't really have a lot of that. Um you're damn accurate with your mouse. So remember
0: that um that one match it was tournament what was what was that map that had like the, the forest and the trees and shit? Are you uh, yeah, on, on, on WL. Timberling? Whatever the, the, the wooded one was, you were way the fuck o- far away Clear from cup. the mech. He was up on the side of a hill, and you just one shot, one kill. That was so... Oh, God. It was like a PPC, too. It was just
3: like yeah, a it was random. PPC. Yeah,
2: yeah. And actually, um, uh, when the um, Blood Asp and stuff came out, I was in a Timberwolf going up against one of those, and it back tore the crap out of me. And luckily, I was just shooting for the cockpit, so. Anyways, another um, question is French fries as a topping for your burger? Not my point. Th- no, what you're fired. What? Who? <laughs> why? Fat kid. I like fat kids because I am one. of fat kid. All, All right. right. On. Um. First off, did I? I don't know what to say. Stalker? Really? Really?
0: Now, why do you say that?
2: Um, How many jokes are there about the walking dildo, penis, whatever, on two legs?
0: I don't think it resembles that at all anymore. No, not anymore, but... Yeah. So, actually, I like the Stalker from MW4. And what I was really hoping... That was the first time I liked the Stalker, and to me it didn't look like a, a, a dick on legs. And so I was really hoping, and I pretty much knew FD would do the same. He would make it look badass, and I think he did. Oh yeah, n- no doubt. Um, the for those who don't
2: know what the soccer is, I mean, visually it's always been like this. I don't know. Um, Peeping. cylinder on two legs. Now it's interesting. They didn't go with the cannon. Um, they went with Birdwalker, backhanded legs. The original art. Glad they did. Why?
4: I am also glad they did. It looked so weird with the human legs.
2: It looks weird anyway hey you know what it looks like the front of it it looks like uh the the ships on starship troopers you know the very front of them <laughs> comes down doesn't it you know the yes, bridge exactly right there I and stuff there's I think. things
1: in starship troopers that look like human anatomy okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> no it's actually i love it um i'm actually intrigued to see how this mech plays out because it's a beast it's supposed to be um, I'm wondering how much movement is going to be going on in the arms, and how those arms work. Like, you know, like, they say weapon convergence and all this in the video and whatnot. It, and then on top of that, there's a ton of variants for this mech. So, uh, I actually, I remember using it in, uh, MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries. I used it a lot. Cause you just load it up, and just tear everything apart so not my favorite I mean is it your guys
4: favorite
3: Uh, favorite I wouldn't say yes but I do love the story that went along with it
0: yeah um, not my favorite but uh, I think there's a lot of mechs here that I'm really eager to try that aren't my favorite and this is one of them
4: I'll say that I like this, the Stalker was one of those mechs where the artwork was really holding me back from falling in love with it. But I like what FT's done with it, and the weapons loadout is awesome. So I'm probably going to fly it. Or pilot it, drive it.
2: I oh, don't know, you might be able to fly it if it is a ship.
5: <laughs>
2: Alright. Uh, obviously, and then they had 20,000 likes on Facebook. It had this little uh, sketch, I'm assuming, by FT. Uh, a orbital insertion of an Atlas, aka Lyran like uh, Scout Mech.
0: Yeah, it looks like that was the kind of the what do they call that when they're sketching out something that they're gonna do? Storyboard. Storyboard. Thank you.
2: Yeah, much. it would be for the dropship insertion where the Atlas has the um, you know the basically the jump pack on it, and you know when it's when it lands, he pulls the lever and it pops off, and then it's scout time for the Lyrans, you know. Yep, yep. But definitely cool. Um, there, there's a few more screenshots. Check them out. One of the things I want to bring your attention to is interesting forum posts by the staff. And, of course, Paul being Paul in the thread of the Artemis um, you know countdown and all this. And he says, and I quote, I warned you all. I told you to be patient, but you persisted prepare for the coming that you have brought upon yourselves. We at Comstar have done what we can to help protect you from yourselves, but apparently we have failed at that mission. See to it that your affairs are in order. I, You know what I love? Is that they have totally taken this Comstar thing
0: seriously. I love it. <laughs> it it kind of did work out perfectly, huh? It was a good role for them to adopt. I mean, you I know. Told
3: you all. I told you. <laughs>
2: And then we've got Brian and he says, 500 keys going out now. And this was only three days ago. I'll tell you what, man. I For those who are out there and they were waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, all I can say is, you know, just be patient. If you haven't got one, it'll come. I know, you know, in the past I've been trying to get on some of the, the games. I remember, you know what? Uh, what was it Um, the EA Battletech uh, game I signed up for the beta for that but it it was before it went public I had signed up for it and I never got in I was
0: so pissed off so uh, yeah I think also you know the more people they bring in and the better it performs they're just going to keep surprising with oh here's 500 more here's 500 more so I really do think in this case uh, patience will be a virtue and, and you'll get in and don't forget um, we were told
2: that to check your email it's they don't send it to you on you know the forums check your email so whatever email so and moving on to micro tactics we got the weekly questions for the devs number four and the first question is can you make targeted shots for specific hit locations and the answer is all the hit locations are randomized but are weighted in order for the most to likely to be hit center torso left right torso and so forth um, that's actually interesting because in the tabletop the only time you can actually like really target and get 100% hit is like when a vehicle is a uh, mobile or a mech mobile has fallen down and uh other than that it's all random i you know from what i understand um i've never actually seen another instance have you guys
3: I think there's a rule set that you can add on to it, kind of like custom rules, but other than that, nothing official.
2: Okay. And then the second question is, how are the game maps generated? Do I choose a map and tune it, or will one be randomly signed when two players create a game? The answer is, all the maps are generated by the MWT design team and are not turnable by the player. When creating a custom match with friends player who starts match selects the map, if searching for random matches player, blah, blah, blah. You know, what's actually interesting about this is there was a, um, game and I bring this up is it's a, uh, it's called like star forge or something like that. Um, that's been in development, but they have procedurally generated maps. Like you, you can do random. I'm actually surprised they don't have this, you know, like, uh, just like the, uh, tabletop, you know, where you just randomly generate
0: terrain, but, um,
5: yeah, this know. could
0: be a, a release thing, too. I mean, maybe it releases yeah, the way it's going to be. With more input, they'll, you know, alter it down the road. Good calm. So, obviously, that's um, the questions.
2: Now, there was a puzzle for a new mech coming out. And this actually came out, and I want to get your guys' initial responses from... Very
0: controversial.
2: Yeah, the commando that they released. Um, Greg, your thoughts?
4: Ah, uh, like D is better. <laughs> Still cool. Okay.
2: Yeah. You so saw you like it
1: that a
2: lot, did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like
1: you got... that guy's better.
2: You're comparing you're comparing MWO style to MechWarrior Tactics style, so yeah,
3: that's
4: I pretty harsh. I am, <laughs> <laughs> and I like I MWO think... style better. So what's up?
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
3: Yeah, I think for the style that MechWarrior Tacti- Tactics is going for, I think it fits in fine. I gotta say, I kind of like the mech a bit, but I, eh, it's all right.
2: <laughs> but, uh, I was gonna say, uh, Darren, you were about to chirp in there.
0: Yeah, I thought I did. No, you, what'd you say? No, I was just commenting on. I, I don't know. I mean, my personal feeling is. Um... It's, it's different. Um, I'm, I guess with tactics, I'm less... I don't really care about the artwork as much as I do in MWO. Like MWO, the artwork is very important to me. Um, what the mechs look like is very important. Whereas with tactics, I really uh, am just more interested in the gameplay. And, you know, um, I almost... In my mind, it's almost like uh, just chess on steroids. So as long as they look like Battletech Universe mechs for the most part... I'm pretty satisfied. Um, You know, it is weird seeing 20 missile pods on the chest of a commando, but, uh, you know, it's just not as big a deal to me as MWO is. And I do agree with uh, Greg in that I prefer FD's art style.
2: Well, I think one thing is they're going for like a stylistic sort of approach. It's not these mechs, the textures, everything isn't... uh, They're not doing something realistic, you know? Yeah,
0: they knew going out the door that... uh, they were taking chances, or at least going to be controversial. I mean, that's—it's a totally different style, and a lot of people liken it to maybe the Dark Ages looks or whatever. Um, but just again, the play style is going to be ten times more important to me than the individual mech art.
2: Yeah, it doesn't hold on to really anything from the original concept art, but that's okay about me. So, all right. But anyways, as we'll far as the—yep, uh, he just DC'd. He'll be back. Um, as far as the commando at the end of the day I don't really care if that commando was to make or break for me this game I'm obviously too uptight I just need to walk away from the computer for a few days and probably never come back so uh it'll be cool Let's, nice. you know what it's one of those like the gameplay if the game is fun I'm gonna play it if it's totally crap then you know um, well and, you know but it's
3: not hey be... George is back
0: <laughs> welcome back George
3: what happened
2: anyway
1: uh, basically all i was saying just to make my last point um
0: it, i think what a lot of people
1: are maybe thro- being thrown by this mech warrior tactics at least this particular mech is they really did make it a lot more colorful i think and and i think most people tend to think that mechs should be more gritty and and militaristic uh, that's just my personal opinion as someone who's not that ultra familiar but again who knows i i I'm not as big a fan of the mechs that look as humanoid as the ones that look less like it. And again, that's my personal opinion. So, there you go.
0: Yeah, it's very uh, psychedelic as far as the colors go. And that's kind of where it Dark Age, you know, uh, resemblances and so forth. But, I kind
3: of uh, like the color scheme on it.
0: I think they were brave. I think they did something that they knew was going to be going against the, the tide or whatever. And, and you know, I'm I'm happy that they're making the game. That's all I can say at this point.
2: And, of course, we've got the reminders from the, the devs themselves. They're asking for your feedback on the forums. So if you haven't, go ahead and head over there and uh, register. For MechWarrior Living Legends for this week, um, I've actually been in touch with the guys. Um, as you saw from the past few weeks, they've got the new reticle system they're working on and some behind-the-scenes of new assets. They're going to be introducing for 0.5.7. Um now directly from Lear um, he has said that the 5.7 they're hoping to get out very very soon whether it's this week end or next weekend they're trying he's been actually sick so Lear if you're listening to this I hope you're out better by the time you uh, hear this um, so anyways on, on top of that um, I really enjoyed the free reticle system I'm just throwing that out if you haven't checked it out make sure you go back and uh, give that a watch I think it's you know obviously in those videos you can't quite get a feeling of what it'll be like as far as gameplay but I think it's a pretty big game changer for what they're going to do so uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes out of that in future gameplay for MWLL now MechWarrior Tactical Command
0: no update move on
2: mm, yeah wow Solares Assault Tech from Mech Tech. Obviously, they're still developing stuff for the pods. I actually missed a phone call a few weeks ago from James. Um, So, James, if you're listening, man, I'll give you a call soon. We appreciate the support. These guys have been posting up the podcast uh, for um, those people who visit Mech Tech. And they've actually been releasing a lot of info for all Mech games, which is really cool. I, I think that's one of the unique things about Mech Tech is all things mecha right now.
3: Uh, just found something perhaps on Tactical Command. Breaking news.
2: say? Do tell.
3: Uh, wh- there's an article that just went up today, actually, about Tactical Tactical Command being at E3. No doubt. I'm just going to giving it a quick skim here.
2: <laughs> so anyways, um, just a quick read here that uh, the game will follow canon um, and that the guys at Persona Studios, which we've had on the show love to have them on again um, making sure they're bringing the or game to the iOS works within the limitations of platform for the hardcore fans and uh, looks like you can control 2-4 to four mechs with all kinds of powerful attack abilities, which for those of mech fans we all know what type of weapon systems and um, there are three planets in the game, each containing seven missions, so 21 missions, plenty of gameplay to keep you busy for hours. Um,
3: I'm just wondering if that's the uh, demo that they're talking about, just three planets with seven missions or something like that, because if I remember correctly, it said, what, almost, they're trying to do, what, 51 missions?
2: Well, I'm sure there'll be possibly a multiplayer thing where you can play against each other, possibly. Okay. Um But they did say that, uh, you know, they did have an author helping write the story and whatnot. Um, So there we have it. So an update. Cool. Good find, uh, Burning. Now, I know we've had some questions about the contest number two. At present, Harvey, our guy working in the background for contest two, his computer took a giant dump last week. And I had actually sent him an email, and he responded to the effect of, as soon as I can, boss. (laughs) So um, just be patient. We're going to get the posts up on our website, all the entries for the um, art and for the fiction contests. Then you guys will vote, and you guys will determine the winners for that. So we do apologize, especially for those who did submit things. Um, And uh,
0: just, just be patient a little bit longer. And, Sounds uh, like uh, Harvey needs to buy himself a new computer. It's too bad uh, we don't know anybody that does that kind of stuff. And should I? Yes. I feel Sounds bad right. plugging. I mean, if your computer's going to take a I...
4: dump on you, you should take a dump in it.
2: I'm just saying. Should I feel bad okay. doing a plug here? So nope, okay, nope. guys. Darren's twisting my arm about it yeah. um, soon, <laughs> twist, and twist, especially uh, you know helping everyone out. Anyways, I'd mentioned in the past that you know I've been in a computer building for quite some time um and actually that's darren mentioned his brand new computer he's actually you know he was sort of like a first test customer new anyways let me me
0: put it this way um phil's helped me with a lot of components uh since i've known him um and just to you know he's been busy with his job recently so it was kind of getting hard for me to ask him questions so i went ahead and bought myself this uh PC Gamer Guide to Building Your Own Computer. Not necessarily because I was going to use it, but I wanted to reference it um, just in case he wasn't around to help me. And pretty much every single thing that he recommended is uh, right along the lines of what they recommend. And it's all performed outstanding. Uh, He did a great job helping me put everything together and making it work. And uh, I think people should take advantage. I know I've I've heard a lot of people saying they need to get a new rig, they want to get a new rig, etc. Um, get somebody like Phil to help you out. I know for a small fee, um, it, you know, it'll be possible for him and, uh, and it's worth it having somebody that knows what they're doing. And I know Greg has experience with that as well wow. with Phil.
4: Yep. Um, Phil and another friend, mutual friend of ours from EVE, they actually helped me build my computer through a webcam. We had a video conference on Skype. I had all the parts together. They all guided like, him and Phil guided me, like, what should I buy? Is this component better than this component? Will this be more than I need? Will this work even if it's a little cheaper? And they were very sensitive to like my budget needs and all that stuff. And they got this really quality system together. It all got shipped to my house. And we we web conference in. I followed their instructions. When I had a question, I'd like pan the cam down and they'd tell me like, oh. Well, you need to like put the thing under there, or you have one thing backwards, whatever. Put the
2: thing, then the thing, and the thing, over in that right. thing.
4: And Basically, so,
2: anyways, it's worth uh, what the the we're gonna be, be. I built <laughs> it in what?
4: what was it, Phil? Two and a half hours to go from boxes to installing Windows? Yeah, yeah. Not even that. Phil is so, awesome, man. He helped me like rebuild a
1: 57 Chevy engine. Okay. I mean, just doing it over Skype. Not this Phil. incredible. my cousin Phil. You guys, no, no, you guys have to
4: understand when, when I Phil say how amazing this is and how <laughs> helpful he was. The only time I had ever taken a case off my computer to do anything to it, I installed a memory once. Ever. That was it. So to go from the ground up, something I never even thought was possible, but with Phil's help, even I can do it. So you, do, you should works. never
1: grind up a computer. It's not good. There's too much <laughs> mercury and shit in there. It's really bad.
2: So, anyways, um, what I'll be doing is uh, I'll be posting a uh, on our website. And if you want to get a hold of me, uh, I can sit down and talk to you on TS3 and we can figure something out. But uh, you know, um, I've gotten to that point where I can, yeah can, I can go back and Web go back with Phil. Yeah, do that. Uh,
1: sweet. I'm gonna be on there all week with you, bud. <laughs>
2: You see what i have to work with it's just you know anyways um so stay tuned to that for those out there who are interested um you can contact me via my sean lang at no guts no galaxy.net and i'll have all that info up on the site so and again i would like to thank our facebook uh, uh fans you know they gave us a like they follow us um a lot of cool feedback uh i've been trying to mix it up every once in a while i think we actually had a uh, a thread cali Arleau versus you know chuck norris who would win and you know like you know natasha karinski who would you have her you know if there's a new movie who would she be you know blah 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 someone said okay and i want to clarify this before the show is over someone recommended scorny weaver as natasha karinski hell yeah no no see. yes and no no yes. this is why yes. this no and this is why yes. shut your face there's, two, there, there's one main reason. Sigourney Weaver is a badass, right? She is. Yes. So she qualifies that much. I could see her kicking some ass. You know what the problem is, though? Natasha Kerensky is hot, and Sigourney Weaver has never been hot. I don't care well, you okay. what you say. It depends never. on
0: when in Natasha Kerensky's career you're talking about. It. She does get older in some books. And number two, you know, when I say Sigourney Weaver, I'm saying, like, uh, from her alien days. So yeah, but she's not Even
4: there. Even she... Sigourney Weaver was a man. Dude, in no, an alien, no. and she's walking
0: around in her underwear. I mean, you can't say she was not hot. Dude, she looks like a skeleton, you sick, sick people. I'm Bill disagreeing. Bill likes the All right, so who was who <laughs> so your call then? Who do, you, who do you think should play her? I, oof, I don't know, oh, yeah, man. good answer, man. You're a jerk. You know that?
2: <laughs> I love you, man. Happy birthday, by the way, man. What's What was the... What was the big uh big day. Four what zero. was it?
0: 40. Yep. It was May 31st and you, but yours was like a week before mine, right? Yeah, it's the 22nd. You, so you do realize
2: you? that. Well, you said that last week. You do realize that when you turn around 30 you start losing bone density? I mean, so you're less of a man than you were 10 years ago. How's that feel?
0: Well, Remember this. Remember it this. It's really bad. <laughs>
5: you can get I
4: just want <laughs> to remind our audience that you need to support the podcast. because so soon, you know, we have to plan for the future and find a retirement home for okay.
5: <laughs> shit's
2: ex- As long as it has wireless internet, I'm happy. And that shit's expensive, you know? No. Phil's uh, going to s-
1: retire to like an old re- rebuilt Irby.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, think about that. If and how successful MWO and these other, you know, how awesome would it be if we did see a BattleTech movie being made, and not, and you know, someone like uh, a director like Ridley Scott, or you know, um, who's who's the guy who did Avatar? Sorry, slipping my mind. How uh, about you, Bowl? He'd be Cameron. Awesome. Yeah, Can, you know, imagine Cameron or Ridley and someone doing a BattleTech uh, a movie. I think would be very very successful. Um, so. Maybe it's in the books. J.J.
1: Abrams, you can have all kinds of lens flare.
2: No, Michael no, Bay. No, no. no. <laughs> oh my God! And Michael Bay, if you're listening to this show, you're wrong, sir. You are wrong. Don't touch my shit.
3: Yui we both. Oh, telling you, out he's the man. an alien. You know? George, get out right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can but you imagine he's that?
1: He's got all that experience making movies out of
3: games. Come on. He ruined one game franchise for me. He's not ruining another.
2: Don't it's ruin funny.
1: Everyone. That's perfect.
2: One of our uh, audience members, uh, Weoger, said, Can you imagine Johnny Depp as Sun Tzu Li Out? <laughs> that would be awesome. Why not? He's
1: playing an Indian.
2: Oh my gosh. But, anyways, guys, this has been a great show. Thank you to everyone, our community, and your other staff members working in the background supporting us. Um, obviously, stay tuned for those changes um, to our website. And uh, thank you for allowing me to give my own little personal plug in there at the end. <laughs>
5: Guys,
4: Carrie Fisher is (laughs) Romana (laughs) Leal.
2: Oh, I guess she is today, yeah. I think we should, uh, and I'll start a thread up on Facebook again. We'll get that one rolling. But, anyways. They don't
4: even have a script for her, they just have a little camera. Follow her around for a day. Put blue screen, everything else. (laughs) Crazy (laughs)
3: ass bitch!
2: (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) I told you, I still think Mel Gibson. As the leader of the fanatics of the word of Blake, just tell him to act as self. He'll be a crazy motherfucker. I'm just saying. All right, guys. This is your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware podcast. Tonight's been a great show. Hope you enjoyed it. This is Philip. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Catrakel.
4: This is Greg.
1: This is George, also known as Duncan Has Been Fisher.
2: And until next time, Mech Commanders.
5: Grrrr.